Today we're going to talk about how God can redeem stories of brokenness and work in blended families. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley, who lead the marriage team here at the ministry. And Aaron, you do a lot of counseling, and I wonder how often you notice people who are saying, you know what, I saw a bad marriage as I was growing up, and I was affected by my parents' divorce. I don't want anything to do with marriage. Mm, all the, I see that all the time. Really? Yes, because our parents' marriage is basically our blueprint for marriage as we walk out of our home, our family of origin. And it's I always say it's the DNA of our relationships as we walk out. And so it's important to step back and recognize our parents are human, and they modeled something that either worked or didn't work for them. And sometimes it's dysfunctionally functional. And recognizing what do you want in marriage and whatever you want, become that. So set, set yourself on that journey of continuing to grow and become the spouse you're looking for. Yeah. Because you're going to attract somebody that is of equal health. And so if you are unhealthy, then it's going to be someone who's of equal health. So continue to grow and become that person you want to be for your future marriage. I appreciate that. And uh, our boss, Jim Daly, the president of Focus on the Family, is kind of a walking testimony to growing up in broken system after broken system mm. in with regards to families and then a blended family. And uh, he is a remarkably healthy and uh, loving dad and spouse. And uh, in fact, here's Jim opening up a bit about his past uh, as he speaks with Ron Deal about growing up in a blended family. Some people may not realize I was part of a blended family mm -hmm. way back when I was eight years mm -hmm. old. My mom had left and divorced my dad, and then she remarried about three years later to Hank. I nicknamed him Hank the Tank because mm -hmm. he was an ex-military guy who literally did Saturday morning white glove inspections in our bedroom. Wow. Mm. And you know, the, the thing when I look back on it now, all these years later, I could tell, I knew he loved my mom deeply. You could see it. Certainly as she was dying of cancer, he was overwhelmed with emotion. He knew what that would mean for him and for their relationship, obviously. And she died when I was nine. And in that context, I remember him you know, saying, I just didn't sign up for all the kids, so I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. And he left the day of the funeral. Yeah. And you know, there was certainly bewilderment with that. I ended up in foster care. But the point, what I'm trying to say is that he really did love her. He didn't really care about us much. Mm -hmm. And I get it, you know, that wasn't what he was signing up for, even though that was part of the deal. But even that, the expectation of what the marrying spouse in my case, the mom had and what that relationship yes. would look like. The kids have some kind of expectation. What is this going to be? Mm -hmm. It can be all over the map mm -hmm. in terms of what you get with a step-parent. And then, of course, the step-parent coming into the family and their expectations. Jim, you are making, <laughs> I mean, a, you're making a critical point here. And, and, and I just got to put words on it because couples and pastors alike have this sense that when they are going to get married, that they are just creating coupleness. You know, and they've fallen in love, and they love each other. Hank loved your mom. There was something there. There was substance. Uh, I don't know yeah, the depth absolutely. of that, you but there, see it. there was something there, and that's what brought them together. But the reality is, you're not just creating coupleness. You're trying to create familyness. Right. And, and and let me just pause for a second and talk about premarital counseling because do you realize we have not done any major overhaul on premarital counseling in sixty years? 
this book, Preparing to Blend, is the first overhaul that says, look, you're not just trying to equip couples to be married. You're trying to help them lead a family and navigate the journey of becoming a family. You might have become a couple, but that does not mean that the step-parent, you're a good example, Jim, that the step-parent has got a great bonded relationship that will last a lifetime with the stepchildren. That is something that has to develop on its own accord over time, often well after the wedding has taken place. In fact, it's five to seven years for average, right? Yeah. And some families can take a little longer depending on the age of the children and all the circumstances wrapped around that. The point is, if you go into it blind thinking only about becoming a stronger couple, then you get blindsided by the familyness factors, the complexity and the ambiguity, and that's what takes couples down. We're d- preventing redivorce here. That, at the end of the day, is my heart. Mm. Preventing redivorce and another loss for children in particular. They see another relationship that's gone sour. And by the way, if you just stop and look at our world and how everybody has given up on marriage, I mean, if you have four, three or four or five generations uh, where kids have just seen divorce after divorce and failed relationship after failed relationship, no wonder people today are, are cohabiting, not getting married. Yeah. No wonder. It's a commentary on the lack of stability. Yeah. So when we return stability, into the blended family couple's relationship. We're returning stability and a sense of God's intent for, for marriage into the children who grow up in that stable, loving home. It's a game changer. It's a redemptive act when blended families do life well. Well, Greg, as you said earlier, Ron Deal is on it. He's got such great insights about blended families and you know the, the direct... Uh, application of so much from what uh, he was sharing with Jim Daly there. So if there's a couple and uh, they're considering marriage, they've both been divorced, they're considering marriage, um, how soon would you suggest that they start talking about their past? Uh, It's got to be awkward. My inclination is put all the awkward off for later, but that's not a good approach, is it? Well, I, I, I think the goal is to be appropriately transparent in other words, I, I wouldn't want someone to experience me as trying to hide something or avoid hard conversation or an unwillingness to share what I've gone through. But at the same time, I mean, that's certainly not a first date. You know, I'm going to jump in and tell you everything that went wrong, reveal all the, the skeletons in the closet. And so I think that you're really trying to honor your own heart in this. And part of on your heart is recognizing that, you know, when I feel safe, then I will share certain things. And so the longer we're together, the safer I feel, then I'll continue to reveal things versus I'm just going to lay it all out there. Mm. You know, we encourage people when they're sharing their story, talk about the, the good, you know, within every marriage that ends, I mean, th- there's going to be good things that took place, good choices that you made. I mean, all of that, you can talk about the good, talk about the hard times, talk about the challenges, talk about what went wrong so that you can emphasize what God did, how he showed up, how he grew you, what you've learned since all that. So I think that's a very healthy way to to talk about what's gone on is just not this was all bad i'm just going to share you know everything that went horribly yeah. wrong but to really be able to say you know here's the good here's the hard but man look what god did and here's what i've learned since then because john honestly the red flag for me would be not 
if someone's unwilling to begin to instantly unpack all that, that would probably be a red flag for me anyway. But, but more so if they're not clear on what they've learned, because our oldest daughter, Taylor went through a divorce and I, I love listening to her tell that story because she's able to be honest and here's what, here's how I was showing up in ways that weren't healthy. And here's what I've learned. Here's how I've grown. Mm. And of course, now we just celebrated her marriage. Yeah. And so just to see God's redemption, it's just beautiful. Yeah. His, his love story to us is one that brokenness uh, happens and he is there ready to restore, to bring redemption and, uh, we hope you've been encouraged by today's conversation. Uh, we'd love to point you to Ron Deal's very practical, encouraging book called Preparing to Blend, The Couple's Guide to Becoming a Smart Step Family. And uh, we're making that available to you today for a gift of any amount. Donate as you can. Be generous with Focus on the Family, especially if you've benefited from these episodes or some other element of Focus on the Family's ministry. Uh, donate today, and we'll say thank you by sending a copy of that book to you. Uh, the details are in the show notes. And if you're dealing with uh, regrets, with the past, with pain, uh, please know that we have a team of caring Christian counselors here, and they're terrific. Um, our donors make that kind of an outreach service possible to you. And so please uh, call and schedule a free consultation with a counselor today if you need to. Our number is 800 800- the letter A in the word family, or we've got details in the show notes. We'll hear from Gary Thomas next time. He'll offer hope to couples who have faced the loss of a child. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.